welcome to the Lifestyle and Feelings Podcast. Welcome to my podcast, or welcome back to my podcast. I'm Lexi Stevens, I'm 22, and I love YouTube videos, cannabis, cats, pretty much everything like that. We live here in Florida, and I'm from Buffalo, New York, but I prefer not to freeze my tits off, so now I'm here. I like that hippie shit. I used to make YouTube videos, but now I work and sleep and eat. I have a fiance and a cat in a small apartment that I love. <laughs> I'm Jess, I'm 26. I like cooking, thrifting, and Netflix. Uh, I was born in Indiana, but I grew up in Florida. Um, even though I am probably the palest person you'll ever meet, and I hate the sun and the heat and the beach and everything Florida. I live with my boyfriend, Alex, and we have five fur babies, two Pomeranians, and three cats. I work full-time as a receptionist, and I hate my job. Um, on my off time, I just like to be at home. And Lexi and I have known each other for about two and a half years now. Yeah. That's Already, <laughs> but wow. we we met when we were working at Lush Cosmetics, and I would say that we kind of like instantly bonded. For sure, right? It was an instant connection. <laughs> like we started talking out of like just like pure necessity because we were the only two out of the We floor. had like a two by two standing area <laughs> that we were allotted in the middle of the mall. So you kind of had to be friends with the person, or or like you were on complete other sides than each other, right. I feel like, but we just kind of instantly started talking, and we started, like, just spilling shit to each other, right. I feel like, <laughs> I did especially, I as was we were just, forced to do hand massages and sell soap to people, so, you know, in theory, it just sounds, you do. <laughs> it sounds so bad, <laughs> it's not, but, like, Sometimes it is, but right. sometimes it's just Right, I would say half normal. and half. It's, yeah. like, it's like you get used to it, but it's never, like, fully okay. Yeah. Life. It's a lot of consent. <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mental health. It is a conversation that I feel like everyone should be having and they don't. Just in general, I feel like the majority of people have at least something going on in their mind where they really should talk about it more. Somebody, everybody has Everyone has stress, <laughs> right? Everyone has something that makes them anxious. And I think just being more open about it and not treating it like it's something that's wrong with you is definitely a place to start. So I feel like this is a good, good episode one topic. Oh. Dive right in. <laughs> so just going back to kind of like our experiences with it all, both of us have been kind of diagnosed with different things. So I personally was diagnosed with adjustment disorder and anxiety and depression. Um, and you, if you want to talk about Oof, that. I have a list. <laughs> so my diagnosis, as of right now, I don't know what can come out in the future. I haven't really been to a lot of therapy, so who knows? Mm. <laughs> but as far as right now, bipolar, anxiety, depression, and just like a hint of an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not right now, but in the past. Right. Yeah. It's something I struggle with every day, but it's it's a lot better. Right, than, and it's kind it of like what you were saying. It's evolving and kind of changing as you get older and you know life and shit and just I mean how you you deal with things and how you progress it's gonna affect 
kind of your disorders and whether you overcome them or something else happens to come up and yeah, I feel like it just you have to just talk about it and go through it mm -hmm. I mean it, the hardest part about mental health is just going through some of it mm -hmm. and you just have to keep going even though it's awful and terrifying and shitty you just have to kind of keep trucking along. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's always something that you have to keep in mind too, is that it's something that has been dealt to you in life and it's not something that is going to define you. It's just something that you have to live with and deal with and kind of move forward. So yeah. I personally have been dealing with my diagnosis and you know, whatever you want to call it ever since I was about 17. Um, that was the first time that I actually went to therapy and was like told officially this is what you have going on. So I was really confused when I first found out and I think the, the shittiest part was that I wasn't directly told exactly what was wrong with me. Adjustment disorder isn't really something that a lot of people are told that they have. Um, it technically is kind of just like a anxiety disorder or almost like a form of PTSD, even though that sounds really severe. But adjustment disorder, it's basically just how you deal with a big event in your life. Some people are able to kind of take it and move forward with it and don't really dwell on the past, but I personally will think back on things that happened like 10 years ago and like just pick apart every little thing and what could I have done differently and you know I just really let that kind of bog me down in a way that is not healthy for myself. So that's basically like what that is in a Ooh. nutshell. Um, I definitely am not authorized to kind of tell somebody like, yes, they have it. No, they don't. So if you're feeling the same, definitely go to your doctor, go to your therapist, go like search more about it because I don't even know if the definition that I gave even makes sense. So <laughs> It's the definition that you live with. Right. So. It's how I feel and it's kind of like what I have came to a conclusion with. So... And I feel like I was maybe 15 when I first started showing, like, severe symptoms of bipolar. Mm -hmm. But I've had anxiety since I was little. Mm -hmm. Like, I imagine myself, I see myself at three having anxiety. Right. And that's fucked up. Right. Like, that's so fucked up. Yeah, I was always the kid that was like, I can't go and cross the street because, like, I know my mom's going to find out. And, like, yeah. what little kid should have to worry about that, you know? But it's, it's just, yeah. But there's, I mean, even as a little kid nowadays, there's stuff that, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Earthquake. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I got officially diagnosed, I was about 19. It was right after Ethan and I met, and he kind of, he didn't push me, but he gave me the, the inspiration to go get help because he, he just kind of, like I was telling him how I was feeling, and he's like, dude, that's, you, that's not okay. Like, mm -hmm. you should probably, like, seek some help. And, like, that's not what you want to hear, but it's what needs to happen. Right. When, you, when someone first tells you something like that or they're worried about you in any way, it's just... 
it's kind of like scary even though right because like might what not, did i say <laughs> yeah, you might not even like realize that half of these things are even symptoms of something until you hear it from a doctor or read it on google or mm -hmm. you're just like fuck <laughs> did i write i actually have this you know this is something i have to live with every day mm -hmm. but i feel like as i get older my bipolar has in a way gotten worse but i've also learned to cope with it better right and i feel like as you get older you you figure out ways to cope with like everything especially like for me anxiety and depression mm -hmm. for sure i've coped with that a lot like i'm not even depressed right now and that's so weird for me because mm -hmm. i can't even imagine not being depressed but like right now i'm like pretty decent okay which is like who right who am I? <laughs> um because being depressed is my brand <laughs> When I found out, I was terrified. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I didn't know if this was like a forever thing. Like I had no idea. I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. I had kind of heard someone mention it before, maybe even in health class, but I didn't think that, they didn't give enough symptoms for me to even think that I had it because when you think of bipolar, when you don't know anything about it, you think of drastic mood swings. Right, like super severe. Which like you get mood swings, but usually they're not really that drastic. Mm -hmm. um, for me at least, I mean, my bad moods can last like a couple days mm -hmm. at least. And you know, I'll have little periods where I'm okay, but it's different every time mm -hmm. like there's no set schedule for my bipolar i just have to go with the flow and kind of be here and present and you know, try to be okay when i found out i was terrified and little did i know my mom actually has the same thing and i probably got it from her and her side of the family but that's totally fine and, and that in itself made it easier for us both to cope with it right. because we were dealing with it together and we were living together at the time so it was really easy for us to um, kind of go off each other and like, oh, this helps you, maybe it'll help me. Not everything she's on helps helped me in the past. Mm -hmm. Like she's on stuff for anxiety that, you know, I'm not on anymore because I don't need it, which is great, but. But that's another thing too is mental health, different disorders and things can be just the same as any other disorder. It could be genetic. It could be hereditary. Um, For sure. And I think like especially our parents generation where a lot of people who are middle-aged are on a lot of anxiety or depressant medications but no one talks about it. No one you know, but it's so it. common. And like, I know my dad for sure has some shit going on, but he would never talk about it. You know, he would never my be the person too. to go see a doctor or let alone like tell his kid about it. Like, hey, this is what's up with me. Like, maybe you mm -hmm. should go get checked out too. Like, mental health just is not something that people talk about like that, you know? But like, back in their day, they, my parents didn't even go to the doctor. Like, mm -hmm. they went to the doctor once a year at that. My dad didn't. Right. Like, they had so many kids, they couldn't do that every single, you know? But like, right. back then, nobody had shit wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Like, why all of a sudden do we all have, I'm getting off on a tangent, but like, we all have so many more things. I mean, it's not like they didn't have these things, but they couldn't seek help for them mm -hmm. and like, treat them. Right, I think it's partially because no one really knew exactly what was going on and this was also like i think it was back in the 60s where they just completely got rid of i don't even 
like mental health institutions, like the bad kind. Oh my God, I can't, I can't. But they just got rid of those. But then there was nothing better that came along, and now yeah. we're we're in the the generation of like sometimes people talk about it and sometimes they don't. But then again, most people are on all of these like antidepressants and things, but aren't really actually dealing with the main problem. So yeah. Anyways, back on a, another tangent, but um, <laughs> I think like for us personally, it's all just kind of going with the flow and seeing what works for you and what what doesn't like through the whole journey. Like you said, you were about 15 when you got diagnosed. I was about 17. So actually, I was 19, but I was 15 when I started showing symptoms. You're good. <laughs> it's our first podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so back to kind of that, like, finding out and having to deal with that at at a younger age. Therapy wasn't really something that I chose to go to on my own. I was not dealing with the breakup of my boyfriend who I lost my virginity to. I was not dealing with that very well at all. And my mom, especially my dad, didn't really know everything that was going on. But my mom was like, okay, she's she's going through it. Like she needs some extra help. So we went to a therapist that was just recommended through our health insurance. And it was a older guy who he was nice but he like me and him definitely did not vibe on like a a, and especially like me trying to go there and talk about like losing my virginity and getting over this boy right it's weird trying to talk to this older guy about it too like i i can't even talk to my own dad who is an older guy and and now you're wanting me to talk to this older guy (laughs) that i've never met like it's just not (laughs) not my my thing right it's it's so weird like they they definitely should have more of like a screening process when you first get assigned to a therapist but that's a whole nother whole nother thing that's why i'm very picky and choosy with my people especially as Mm -hmm. i get older like my new psychiatrist i just started going to amazing right i handpicked her i waited for months to get in with this lady (laughs) and it was well worth it yeah and i'm not i'm not putting down therapy at all because even though i'm not going regularly at the moment i really wish i could and i did finally find someone who i felt like i connected with and she was amazing and she didn't like push her own opinions on me at all and I could, you know, speak freely to her. I could cuss in front of her and she didn't like bat an eyelash. It was amazing. So definitely if you are thinking about trying to go to therapy, make sure you see at least a couple people if it just doesn't feel right immediately, you know. I haven't done that. (laughs) (laughs) I went to a counselor first Mm -hmm. that she worked with one of my first psychiatrists and it wasn't bad but it wasn't good either she Mm. was very awful i didn't like her at all but sometimes that happens you just don't vibe with people like just like in real life you don't vibe with people right you can't expect any different from any doctor you will ever have Mm -hmm. like some past primary care doctors i hated like i didn't vibe with them so they didn't give me the right care because like we weren't like right you were completely open Yeah. yeah So it's just, it's really hard to find the right doctor, but when you do, it's so worth it. And I haven't gone back to therapy just for like financial reasons Mm -hmm. mostly, 
but because therapy is so expensive. It fucking and is, and it sucks. Even with health God. insurance, I they're have like good insurance because I'm still like I'm under the age where right. I I can live with my parents, that I can have their insurance still. And we have good insurance, and it's still expensive. Mm -hmm. It makes me want to cry. Right, and unfortunately, a lot of the really good doctors, like the one that I really like, she doesn't take a lot of insurances. She's more on just like, this is my flat-out fee, this is what you pay per visit, and that's it. And it sucks ass, but, I mean, it's kind of like, if you can find a way to work that into your budget because it's something that you need more than like a new pair of shoes or like a new eyeshadow palette oh my or, God, yeah. you know so it's, i've had to sacrifice so many things for mental health yeah and, but it's it's so good for like i'm in a good place it's paid off mm-hmm. you know right you feel better more from that than you would like a pair of shoes or something materialistic i, have, I wear the same pair of shoes most of, like i have like okay a same <laughs> When they wear out, I buy another pair. Like, that's how life should be. Right. Like, I'm Take sorry. care of yourself first. We'll have a whole episode about that. Right, eventually. <laughs> oh, I wanted to go back to how family and friends, like, dealt with yeah, your diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And because in my case, I didn't really talk too much about it to my parents. Because I really didn't come to terms with it myself. So I didn't want to come home and be like, Mommy, Daddy, I'm bipolar. But... I mean, I did tell them, but it, it took a minute, and I definitely told my mom first mm-hmm. because she I knew she had dealt with some of the same issues in the past, and I knew she would understand, but my dad, he really doesn't... I don't want to say he doesn't believe in mental health, but he he doesn't really respect the profession. He He's very stubborn. He He's a good person, but he's really old-fashioned, right. and he doesn't believe in all that stuff, so he's a lot better now. And he asks about it now, and he's like asks if I'm okay sometimes. But that's enough for me. Like I don't need to. That's mm-hmm. good. You know, that's we're making progress. Right. I, nobody else really knows besides like Ethan, and he was totally okay with it. He's like, I still love you, which is, um, yeah, that's why I'm marrying him. Right. And you you have to find those people in your life that can be there for you like that, and don't judge you based on something that you really can't. Control. Do you know how many mental breakdowns that man has talked me through? <laughs> so many. Like, and I've done the same thing for him. That's what relationships are. But it's just, yeah, talking, being open. Like, if I'm having a bad time, like earlier today, we were carrying up groceries, and I was in so much pain already because I have chronic pain. We'll do an episode about that in the coming. But and I was struggling, and like mm. I was about to pass out, and I just felt awful. I was carrying all, we have wooden stairs outside our apartment and they're awful. Right. But I was just like, babe, I'm not doing good right now. Like, shit. And he like helped me carry up some of the stuff. So it was, it was really helpful. Right. Finding the right people around you and surrounding yourself with people that are going to be there and be good for your mental health. My old friends, like some of them, not all of them, but I just, we didn't connect well. And some of them like didn't even care about my mental health. They were just out for themselves. And I feel like you have to cut people out of that, out of your life that are like that. Absolutely. You can't let people do that Mm -hmm. because you need to be there for yourself. You need to be selfish sometimes. It's okay. You need to be like, my mental health comes first. I'm sorry that you're being negative. Right. I don't need you in my life. You know what I mean? And even when it's family, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I have an older sister and I love her, but we 
are extremely different. And if she's listening, I'm not trying to like bash her or anything. Drag. But no, but like we've come as we've gotten older, we've come to realize that we just are not the same people in any way. Um, but My I AC just kicked on. Oh, I hear it. Um, but I I distinctly remember a moment where I went to a meditation class that I loved. But this one particular night, we had a new teacher that I was not familiar with. And she wanted us to pair up in twos, which I fucking hate group projects. Not Ew. my thing. Ew. And right? So she wanted us to get in pairs of two and one person would practice these breathing techniques while the other person just kind of like word vomits, like their inner thoughts and whatever is going on. And I thought it was a awful technique, right? You know, I don't know this person at all. And I'm just supposed to sit there and and breathe while they're telling me like, I don't know, maybe their, their kid is sick or they're getting divorced or, you know, who knows? And then I'm supposed to do the same for them. (laughs) So I was like panicking. I was like having a mini panic attack and I'm like, oh my God, there's the door. Like, but then like people are looking for their partner and they're like counting how many people are in the room. And I'm like, okay, I have two seconds to make a move here. And I just got up and I picked up my shoes and I walked out barefoot and I was like, I'm not going back in. I'm not doing that. (laughs) So I called my sister because I really just wanted to talk to someone and forget about that situation completely and I'm trying to explain to her the whole scenario and she's like um Jesse don't you think that you're kind of being dramatic and I'm like no actually can you just chill for a second and talk to me and like maybe we can go get tacos like can you be my sister for two seconds but it's just not her like she's not very empathetic she's not like that sisterly type of feel that I was looking for so but you know that's just her and I've kind of learned to not really tell her exactly how I'm feeling about things because I'm not gonna get the reaction that I'm looking for from her Um, same thing exactly and it's kind of same thing with my parents like my dad was in the military his home family life when he was growing up was a complete hot mess like think of a horror movie that is what it was like so he just doesn't get it you know he doesn't he doesn't talk about his feelings himself I mean it took him forever to even just like tell my sister that he loved us when and that's not I'm not trying to like paint a sob story but it's true you know just just he doesn't know how to tell people even the simplest of things so me and him don't relate on on feelings and emotions and things like that no I totally relate because my dad he was in the air force Mm -hmm. the same exact like thing like he had a really shitty shitty upbringing and home life like he had a lot of love from his mom but his dad was very hard on him and like Mm -hmm. that's kind of what he had to deal with and then Right, it gets passed down too, and it's like they don't realize that they're doing it, but they are. So, but they don't know any anything else too. And that's okay. We still love them. Right, and it's kind of the same thing. Like you just learn that that is how they are, and you know maybe there's some things that you shouldn't say to them, and that's okay. And you have to find people in your life that are going to be there for you. My mom tries her best, but then again, she comes from that era where 
it's like they don't really understand completely what mental health is either and you know I've told her before coming into my 20s and and even now I'm like mom I really think I should go see a therapist again and you know I'm, I'm not doing so good mentally and there's things that I don't know how to deal with and She's like, really? Like, aren't you getting a little too old for that? And I'm like, well, oh, sorry, oh guys. medication. Sorry. Okay, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll lead us into our next topic. Right. <laughs> let me let me wrap it up here. No, but again, kind of like what Lexi was saying, you definitely need to find the people that are going to be there for you. Which is why I'm so thankful to have Lexi because I Ditto. literally well, I just text you like like stupid shit that's meaningless, <laughs> like how Alex and I were arguing over like who's gonna clean the bathroom and you know I you just let me word vomit all of the things that are becoming just meaningless like thoughts shit, yeah. that are worrying me and you let me completely type out this long like novel to you every day and I'm just and, like bro same right right but even just something so simple as that like it really it means a lot and I appreciate that so much um and same. then Kind of like what you were talking about with Ethan, like it is so important to be in a relationship where your partner understands what you're going through. And Alex and I kind of butted heads on that a lot because he's like, you know, I ask you to go out and do things with me all the time and you always say that you're stressed out and you're too anxious and you don't want to go out anywhere and you need to find someone that's going to kind of recognize those symptoms in you and just kind of let you be. Um, and like, I'm not saying that Ethan always knows, because if I'm not vocal about it, he's not going to know. Right, but right. But, like, you know, we can't expect them to read our minds for the most part. <laughs> for the most part, he knows. <laughs> but right. He's but, not perfect. Nobody's perfect. No. That's the point here. <laughs> but if you are, you know, really irritable all the time, and you, you do just want to be at home and all of that kind of stuff like they need to realize like okay she's got something going on so maybe I should just like back off a little bit yeah and once you kind of vocalize that to each other like you know sometimes I do need space and sometimes I'm not gonna want to always go out and do things just even that like coming to an agreement about that is super important on that topic Ariana Grande on her new album has a song about like needing space in a relationship. It's it, called NASA. It's so and good. And it's fucking amazing. So. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you listened to it yet. I was like dying. But so, anyway. yeah, but I mean, every, I think everyone experiences that in different ways. So just kind of finding what works for you and maybe you're completely opposite. Maybe you're the type of person that needs to go out and do things to get your mind off of stuff. But going back to kind of like coping methods which we will touch on in like two seconds I did just want to say like notice in yourself when you're feeling a certain way and find something to cope with that's not harmful to yourself or to anyone else um when I was younger I used to just drive in my car like super late at night when I was already really tired and just had like no destination would drive for hours and it's not that's not good it's reckless driving also wasting gas well yeah (laughs) no like it's reckless driving it's wasting gas like you don't know where you're going what if something happened to you and you're out in the middle of nowhere like 
Just, just yeah, like go for a walk. Gas, <laughs> like if you would have run out of gas, like a dangerous neighborhood, right, like right. you would be fucked. Right. And that's the scariest part. Or got that. a flat tire, or yeah. like my car broke down. Well, it's just not, You're not a good bug. thing. I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, just definitely find something that works for you that's not in any way like destructive or dangerous, please. Yes, please. Um, but we will be right back after this, you know, short like cut. So going back to what we were talking about, I think you wanted to bring up medications and For sure. how that's affected you. Okay, so I have a little more experience than Jess does in this mm -hmm. category. I've been on quite a few medications. I, I should have started a list when I first started taking medication for mental health because it would be so helpful for me right now. Like I have my medical records somewhere, but I don't have like a list. Like when my new doctor asks me, have you been on this? I can only know from the sound of the name right. in my memory. Like in my memory is complete shit, you know? <laughs> I've been on quite a few things, but I've been on a few antidepressants. I have had good and bad experiences with them. They can kind of make you feel like a zombie. They can they can make you feel so numb at some points. But if you're on the right one and the right dose like I am right now, I feel like it can be so helpful for you, especially if you're someone like me that struggles with depression real bad. <laughs> like you can definitely get some relief from it. But definitely recently, I've been so much better. And right now I'm on Lexapro, which is great not every like don't take that and be like go to your doctor and be like i want to be on lexapro because this girl's right. not if your doctor says it like it's a pretty good medicine to be on the only thing is like weight gain side effects are awful by mm -hmm. the way like we're gonna get to that but like oh girl but antidepressants i've been on yeah they can be good they can be bad but sometimes it's really just what you fucking need you know because if you get really bad like i get bad you need something that's right. strong that's gonna make you feel numb <laughs> and I think just trusting your doctor too and having that conversation if if they tell you like hey I think prescriptions would be best for you mm -hmm. then trust that and at least give it a try because it's not for everyone mm -hmm. like some medications like I just got off of a medication recently um I was on an antipsychotic it was such a low dose that it was literally nothing which I didn't know because I put my full trust in my doctors like I don't question them when they say, I'm going to put you on 0.5 milligrams. Right, you're like, <laughs> That cool. was literally nothing. <laughs> so she took me off of that, and I feel zero different. Mm -hmm. I feel no different at all. So a few of the medications that I'm on right now are ones that I could be off of. But the antidepressant, and the next thing I'm going to get to is Adderall. Mm. <laughs> Adderall has been my queen, my main bitch, my everything. She is, Adderall is a she. She is the reason my <laughs> boss loves me right now. So Adderall has saved my racing thoughts. It can get kind of pricey sometimes. But once you hit your deductible on your insurance, which some people do easily, I know one year, all three of me and my parents, we all got surgeries that year, mm -hmm. and we hit our deductible so easy. Like, after the first surgery, it was way past. Right. So it depends on, like, your situation and your life. But the Adderall, even with my insurance, like, it's not that bad. It's something that I could charge if I needed to, and it wouldn't be that bad. Right. But I've also been on mood stabilizers, a bunch of them. They haven't really done crazy amounts of good for me. Right now, the one I'm on isn't even like a real mood stabilizer. 
The one I'm on now is called Gabapentin, and it's, I think it's mostly used for, like, pain. I think that's why the dude kept me on it mm-hmm. so long, was because it, he's like, oh, maybe you can get some use out of it for your chronic pain. But, like, bro, mood stabilizers mm-hmm. and, you know, everything that I just talked about. It's all about getting the right cocktail of Absolutely. medications. And, you know, it, I want to barf saying that, but it's true. And, and it takes time with anything. Sure. It, it takes your body time to, to kind of feel things out and change with whatever prescriptions you're taking. And Honestly, side effects are the thing that ruins my life constantly and something that... I really wanted to talk about because you have to ask about side effects. Mm -hmm. Like any medication your doctor wants to put you on, you better ask about side effects because if you do not ask about side effects or look them up before like they give you the prescription, you cannot complain when you start getting awful side effects. Right. Because you'd be like, why is this happening to me? Yeah. I always have to ask my doctor, you know, is this going to make me gain weight? Because that's something I definitely need to worry about. Because if something's going to make me gain weight, like, no thanks. Mm-hmm. I do not need that in my life right now. But for someone that is underweight, maybe that would be fine. It's not going to cause you weight gain. Like, not everyone gets it. But for me, I get all the worst side effects of every medication I've ever been on. Right. And it's the worst. And just being aware of, you know, what it can do to you. And you like you said, not everybody yeah. gets it, but it can happen. Yeah, and they have these huge long lists for every medication, and you're not necessarily going to get every single one, but, like, some of them, you'd be surprised at what you're going to get, and it's scary, but not every medication is going to ruin your life. Some of them, they might. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, like I said, the cost of medications can be really awful, and depending on what insurance, or if you even have insurance, it can be super expensive. So there are different options that you can do. Um, I know another option that I like to use is CBD. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into a huge spiel about it right now, but CBD is, you know, part of the marijuana plant. It's non-psychoactive. You don't get high from it. It's just pretty much a supplement that you take like any other, like vitamin C, vitamin D pill, you know. You can get it in all different kinds of forms, Mm -hmm. and it does help over time. Like... It's not gonna give you as much relief as taking a Xanax, you know, if you were to be prescribed that for anxiety. But if you stick with CBD and keep taking it over time, like you have to take it every single day. Like you can't slack off because that's where I went wrong at first and I wasn't getting relief and then I wondered why. Right, but that's just like with any other medication is you have to take it like it's prescribed. Yeah, you can't screw around with it. Like trust your doctor, ask them, you know, is it better to take in the morning, at night? Like, I get a specific time. Like, when I started my Adderall, I was like, what time do you want me to take it? Because it says twice a day. It doesn't give you a time. So if I didn't ask that, she wouldn't have told me. She said, if you take it after noon, you're definitely going to be up all night. So I take mine at 7.30, and I take one at noon Mm -hmm. on the dot, usually. (laughs) So that way I'm not up all night. But if she wouldn't have told me that, I would be jittering up all night. Yeah. It's all about finding what is right for you, and I know yoga helps me a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Honestly, I could do some yoga right now. <laughs> but, you know, meditation, yoga, stretching your body out, and just, you know, letting out all the negativity. I know not everybody's into that hippie shit like I am, <laughs> but there's different ways and different things that you can use to 
make your day-to-day life a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. I have not ever been prescribed anything. Don't know why, I guess my symptoms just weren't severe enough to where they thought I needed to be prescribed anything, but I've kind of came up with like alternative coping methods that worked for me that are healthy and don't cause any destruction in myself or harm to anyone else, I think is the key. But I think just allowing yourself that time if you need it to kind of be by yourself or if you, you know, need to get yourself out of the mindset of whatever your kind of funk you're in, going out for a jog or going for a long walk or, you know, making yourself a really nice meal that you find really comforting or going out. Yeah, just allowing yourself to have whatever you need to make yourself feel better. If that's staying in and watching your favorite movie or if that's going to your favorite restaurant and ordering your favorite meal or... Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Going through the Taco Bell drive through at eleven thirty at night. I mean whatever you need, just just do you. Exactly. Like if you have the money and you're not gonna like kill yourself over you know spending money on taco bell you Mm -hmm. know just treat yourself Mm -hmm. if you can and if you can't then find different ways right just something really simple too like i said before like going for a walk going for a run if that's something that you enjoy just whatever it is to kind of put you back on track with the way that you need to feel and and noticing kind of the signs of okay i'm not taking the time out that I need for myself and um, even something so simple as just self-care like having a really nice bath or doing a face mask or you know taking a nice long shower or just whatever you need to do to relax. For me I love washing my face. How weird is that? No I love that too like making sure you go through actually all of your steps that you're supposed to. Skincare has been (laughs) so helpful for me Like, I don't have 80 different products that I use on my face, but I definitely use that spin brush, the one that Mm -hmm. Tana and everybody has in their videos on YouTube. It starts with a D, the brand. It's like Duval or something like that. I know what you're talking about. But I have had that spin brush for a year. I need a new one. It's, she's beat. But (laughs) I've gone through every head on that thing. I love it to death. Like, it's the reason my skin is so clear. Not Mm -hmm. an ad, I swear. But... Doing that at night is so therapeutic for me. Like, right before I shower, I just, like, do all that, and then I rinse it off in the mm-hmm. shower. It's so nice. And just getting my skin all clean and, like, getting my body clean and then just putting on my giant tie-dye shirt and my shorts. Right. Makes me feel whole. Yes. And it makes me feel good. <laughs> the other night, I actually did, like, all seven or however many ridiculous steps of my skincare that I've came up with I did them all and it was after I had made myself a nice dinner and cleaned up the kitchen and then I did my skincare and I made myself a cup of tea like who is she and then we love her right and then I I weighed down in bed and I watched friends and I was like this is the life that I need to live every night like why don't I do this <laughs> yeah it does make you feel better stuff like this people don't usually talk about because it's not like a coping mechanism that people normally talk about but, no, but doing simple things for yourself like that over time 
will make you feel better. Mm -hmm. Taking care of yourself is a huge thing. When I know when I'm depressed, I do not take proper care of myself. Right. Like I let my toenails grow out and get gross and look bleh. Right. And I'll fall asleep in the same clothes that I wore to work and then wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah. I can't do that personally because I, if I don't shower the second I get home, I feel disgusting mm -hmm. and I can't do it. Like I physically, and I don't wear makeup to work. I could not. Like some people will literally sleep in their make their entire yep, makeup and, and that I makes me that sick. Too. And it just makes you feel gross when you mm -hmm. wake up like that and you're like, oh god. And you're not gonna feel good mentally if. You no, don't and feel you're good not you're not starting your day like the way that you want to either. So why put yourself in that type of mentality? You know. Yeah, it's a little crazy. But. Mm -hmm. So I think just final thoughts on mental health overall. Definitely start the conversation, whether it be with a professional to put you on the right track to get whatever it is that you need for yourself, or just starting the conversation with your friends and family like, hey, I think I might need to go seek professional help for this, or I've really been feeling this way recently. Just having that time to kind of talk about it and noticing that you have something going on, um, I think is everything. And it's it's not it's not a bad thing to bring up, even though it's been like looked down upon for so long that like, oh, maybe she's crazy if she's, you know, always worried or always yeah, stressed she's going out. Or, right, right. We have a bad rep as like crazy people, but you know, everybody's a little crazy. Right, and know? I think the more that people are open to talking about it, the less of this like stereotype and, and negativity surrounding it the there will be. stigma that just like lies over mental health right. is insane. It's, it's so crazy because it's just like, to me, mental health and like physical health, like being healthy about your your heart or yeah. like, <laughs> like going to get your eyes checked or something like that. Like it should like be that. the same. You should have like a yearly checkup for like your mental health the same way yeah. that you would like your eyesight. Your or physical, your exactly, yearly physical, exactly. your yearly mental health checkup. <laughs> like, sorry, hi. I mean, realistically, you should go more than once a year, but if they didn't seem it necessary, like they should have one appointment a year, but if they don't seem it necessary to keep seeing you, mm -hmm. then like that's where it cuts off. But a lot of psychiatrists can be like money grubby. <laughs> well, yeah. They're like, I like money. Just like with any other stupid shit. Like I know that I have really bad eyesight, but I have only ever been told once that I have astigmatism. Like girl, I know you just want extra money for my <laughs> extra whatever astigmatism shit in my contacts. So no, thank you. Oh yeah, those are extra expensive. Why? Why? See, that's bullshit. But <laughs> I mean, is. same kind of thing. And just noticing um, if you are feeling different yourself, like it definitely comes and goes. I think as we both were talking, you know, it's kind of just as you go through different things in life, maybe some points may be more stressful, but noticing kind of how you react to things and if you aren't feeling 100% okay in those reactions and you're not going about things the way that you normally would, I think that's important to take the time out to, to find help for that. Agreed. Like, you said it better than I even could, but... <laughs> I like, is this making sense? <laughs> no, I like, that. I mean, I couldn't have said that better myself, but yeah, I mean, try to get help. If you mm -hmm. can't, try to cope. We're all here. We all got to do this shit together. So right. and might as well try to be open with each other about it. Exactly. So. And checking in on people who 
you care about and asking them if they're okay and maybe starting that conversation with them maybe they would have never thought to take it upon themselves to do it for themselves Mm -hmm. you know um yeah honestly yeah and then just kind of for us like we are there for you if you feel like you don't have anyone in your personal life that you can talk to we do have an email account we have an instagram if you feel like Mm -hmm. you have related with us on anything we're here to kind of start the conversation and continue it so please like hit us up email dms do it (laughs) our email will be in the description it is also the word lifestyle and like the word and and then feelings at gmail.com right who uses and anymore i know um (laughs) we just we had to be different and we had to do that i mean you can't really put an and sign in email true true i don't think you can do that in anything anyway email us and we're going to be doing segments where we kind of if you want to send us your problems maybe we mm-hmm. can kind of give you some advice or right we'll anything. be um taking some of the messages that we get or emails that we get and reading them back in future episodes too and kind of yes. giving you our our opinions and our advice on it so and if you want to be anonymous just let us know like that's totally yeah absolutely chill. and we won't release any names like anything you don't want us to read just specify it mm-hmm. because we won't know otherwise but thank you guys so much for listening yeah thank you and for being here yeah and, and dealing with us and you know becoming part of this for whatever it may be <laughs> i'm like really excited for this and Same. we have so many amazing topics and episodes coming up so be sure to follow us on all of our accounts our soundcloud our spotify our apple hopefully we get all those done by the time you're listening to this but soundcloud for sure yes and yeah thank you so much for listening thanks bye bye <laughs>